0: ESPN 106.3 This is Honda Classic Live, your weekly trip around the golf world. Originating from the unofficial golf capital of the world, Palm Beach County.
1: We are into the weekend at PGA National. Honda Classic Round 3 already underway. And we are coming to you live from PGA National. Welcome in. I'm Ken Levick, Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker, and there is buzz. There is big-time buzz. Saturday at the Honda Classic is always big-time. Saturday at the Honda Classic always brings the biggest crowds. But when you have a local, a Palm Beach County resident, a Palm Beach County native, a man who graduated high school here in the county, it becomes that much more intense. And Daniel Berger is your leader going into the weekend here at the Honda Classic. Went to high school at Dwyer just minutes away from here at PGA National. And he is your leader by three shots heading into this Saturday. So good morning to everybody. It is the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. Making sure everything is running smoothly back in the studios. Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach is Stone Lubanowicz. We have a jam-packed hour here on uh, Honda Classic Live, including a look at the leaderboard in mere moments. We're also going to be joined by our golf insider, Sean Fairholm. Global Golf Post. GlobalGolfPost.com uh, He is one of the best feature writers in the game and if you're new to us, you hear him every single Saturday here on Honda Classic Live bringing the best insight and let's get right into our leaderboard presented by Tire Kingdom. It's the opening drive. Life does not slow down for car maintenance and you know what? Neither does Tire Kingdom. At Tire Kingdom, you and your car are the top priority. Whether you walk in or you've scheduled an appointment, you can expect quick and dependable service at every visit. With over half a million tires in stock, you'll always find the brands you know and trust, like Michelin. And going on through the end of this month, so we're just talking days. Get a $70 reward card when you buy select sets of four Michelin tires with paid installation, plus when you use the Tire Kingdom store card, get $120 in additional rebates. That's up to $190 in rebate savings. If you need more than just tires, they also have amazing prices on the other services, from batteries and brakes to oil changes and inspections, so schedule an appointment at TireKingdom.com today. Eligibility may vary. Select tires, tire disposal fee where applicable, TPMS reset where Required shop fee of up to 10% based on non discounted regular retail price, not to exceed $35, subject to credit approval. That's Tire Kingdom, where you'll always get quality service and great prices without. All right, let's get to the Honda Classic leaderboard as we get set for Saturday here at PGA National. And uh, Daniel Berger, as I mentioned, he'll get going today at 1.40 Eastern time. He is the leader by three shots over Kurt Kitayama. For Berger, think about it. We were just two weeks ago wondering if Berger was even going to play here at the Honda Classic. He's been battling back problems. He went to the Phoenix Waste Management Open, and his line was, well, I'll make a determination on the Honda Classic if my back can hold up in the desert. Well, his back held up in the desert. He committed to play at the Honda Classic, and here he is, the leader, going into the weekend. If you recall, he was part of a playoff, came out on the wrong end just five years ago. That was really his breakout onto the PGA Tour, and now he is in position to win this tournament, headed to the weekend with a three-shot lead, 10-under, over Kurt Kitayama. You also have Chris Kirk at seven under par kirk just three shots back he has been a revelation this weekend someone who has paid his dues and has put himself and positioned himself well here at the start of the weekend mark hubbard right now sitting tied for fourth at six under par as you continue on through this leaderboard everybody again chasing daniel berger uh with that three shot lead you have shane lowry uh, another big name here that is positioned well. He is tied for eighth. He'll go off at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Nick Watney at 2 under par, 12.50 Eastern time, tee time. Delray resident and former PGA champion Gary Woodland at 2 under par. He has a 12.30 tee time here at the Honda Classic. Lee Westwood, uh, noon tee-off time. He is one under par. As you roll down the leaderboard, Rory Sabatini, who is near the top of the leaderboard about halfway through Thursday. He has hung around that cut line but was able to push himself through. He'll get going about two hours from now. He is at one under par. Jonathan Vegas, even par at 11.05 a.m. is when we are going to see him. Louis Oosthuizen. The Treasure Coast resident, 10.55, so we'll see him in uh, just about an hour and 50 minutes. He was able to uh, make the cut as well. Brooks Kepka, it's been a frustrating weekend for him. Koepka, 10.35 a.m., Dwyer representing out here. Daniel Berger, of course, the three-shot lead, the Dwyer alum here, as we see Dwyer fans, Dwyer golf fans, and uh, Dwyer golfers rolling out here at PGA National. But Brooks Kepka back to him. He just hasn't been able to find a groove, and the win. Wind really wreaking havoc coming from the east most of the first two days early on here not seeing not much wind effect now the wind really comes into play on 14. 14- on 16, on 17, it's been coming from the east, so that'll push you into the boggy area of 17 there in the bear trap. Always a little bit tricky, but right now the wind is probably its least consequential that it's been all weekend long here early on this Saturday. Uh, we already have some uh, some players underway. Billy Horschel is right now uh, sitting for the tournament At one over, he is one under today. He birdied number three. Uh, Charlie Thompson as well, one over for the tournament. He's one under today. Ricky Fowler is already on the course. Fowler right now on three. Ricky Fowler is on three. He is one under for the day after a birdie on two. As we continue on here through the leaderboard, Kevin Streelman at two over par. He was able to tuck himself inside the cut line, but some notable names unable to make the weekend. Padraig Harrington, Aaron Wise, Chase Koepka, all of them fall short. The cut line was at uh, two over par. Uh, so they're unable to get here on this Saturday. Charles Schwartzel, Tommy Fleetwood, they struggled. Henrik Stenson, Sung J M, a a former champion here at the Honda Classic, does not make the cut. Neither does Luke Donald. So some big names falling by the wayside. Martin Keimer, he gets cut. Michael Thompson, who had a, a couple of disasters on 17 on Thursday and Friday, he does not get into the weekend here at the Honda Classic either. So, again, some notable names, Camilo Vajegas as well. He's a former champion here at the Honda Classic. He doesn't make the weekend, nor does the Jupiter resident, Matthew Wolf. But, again, the major storyline, the major headline, is Daniel Berger, 10 under par. He is the leader by three shots. The local, a former runner-up in a playoff uh, with Padraig Harrington several years ago. Daniel Berger in position here as we head into the weekend with that 10 underscore and that three-shot lead. The other big news in golf this week is, well, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson is, how do we put it, laying low for a while here after his comments to Alan Shipnuck, the upcoming book that Alan Shipnuck is putting out uh, with Phil Mickelson quoted, uh, talking about why he wanted to be a part of Greg Norman's Saudi Arabia-funded golf tour. It has been a thorn in the PGA Tour's side now for the better part of a year. Uh, The Saudi Arabian Tour trying to attract PGA Tour golfers to come over, offering exorbitant amounts of money to pull players over endless funds for them and phil mickelson making some major major mistakes i mean foot in mouth is probably the uh, the, the best way to describe it if you're you're phil mickelson and uh, so here is the quote the damning quote that has phil mickelson now just absolutely hemorrhaging sponsors this is phil mickelson to alan shipnook quote they killed Washington Post reporter and U.S. resident Jamal Kasagi and have a terrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider playing Saudi Arabia's tour? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. So, there are so many things wrong with that on so many levels. You simply could have said, hey, I want to try and reshape golf i want to stick it to the pga tour i want to make my money i don't think the pga tour treats golfers fairly but instead he laid out all of the reasons why getting involved with saudi arabia from a business standpoint would be dirty morally wrong completely abhorrent and then ah but i'm gonna do it because i can take a shot at the pga tour uh phil phil Uh -uh. not good not good. And so Phil Mickelson because of that has obviously received a ton of criticism from his fellow PGA Tour members. Uh not to mention his sponsors are going bye-bye in a big way. The latest being Callaway. Before that, KPMG who he had a 14-year partnership with. They said, "Sorry Phil, we're not in business any longer." Amstel Light they have departed the Phil Mickelson universe, and this is going to continue to be a contentious, contentious topic. Uh, but Phil Mickelson, uh, again, it's just bad PR. And he pulled the, oh, I thought I was, uh, I thought I was off the record with Alan Shipnook. No, Phil, Phil, you've been in the sports public eye for well long enough to know that unless the journalist, unless the writer says that you're off the record, you're on the record, man. And so Phil is in an awful lot of trouble, and that reputation of his however you looked at him, but the positive reputation of Phil Mickelson, all the equity that he was able to gain after winning the PGA Championship last year, the oldest major winner in the history of the game, that's all gone. That is all gone, and I'm not sure Phil Mickelson ever comes back to full power after what we saw at Kiowa Island. That arguably was the greatest moment of his career. Now, This presents a different situation, though. And I know that uh, around here, there are probably several in the PGA Tour that are going to be sensitive to this. But Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, who was here at PGA National addressing uh, his players this week on this Saudi Arabia tournament and the ramifications of what will happen if they go to play in Saudi Arabia, he has been adamant. You want to go play for the Saudis? You can expect a complete revocation of your pga tour credentials uh i I read you from mark schlabah of espn greg norman has accused the pga tour of bullying and threatening its players by warning them they might face a lifetime ban if they join a proposed rival circuit that's being financed by saudi arabian money in a letter to pga tour commissioner jay monahan on thursday a copy of which was obtained by espn norman accused monahan of quote going too far being unfair end quote and likely breaking labor laws Quote, simply put, you can't ban players from playing golf, Norman wrote. Players have the right and the freedom to play where we like. I know for a fact that many PGA players were and still are interested in playing for a new league in addition to playing for the tour. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with allowing players to make their own decisions about where to play and how often to play? What is so wrong with player choice? Why do you feel so threatened that you would resort to such a desperate, unwise, and unenforceable threat? The PGA Tour has told players that anybody who competes in the proposed Super Golf League would face an immediate suspension and a possible lifetime ban. Monahan reiterated the tour stance during meetings with players meetings with players in Florida this week. Again, that took place here at PGA National. I am not an advocate of the Saudi Arabian financed golf league, but I will say I see where Greg Norman is coming from. Jay Monahan's stance where you can be basically banned for life from the PGA Tour, from simply competing in a, a completely arbitrary number of Saudi Arabian tournaments throughout the course of the year, is wildly unfair. It flies in the face of free enterprise for these golfers. Listen, this Saudi Arabian Tour, if these players feel as if they have the time they have the resources to go compete and go play for more money. Money that maybe the PGA Tour can't provide them. They have the talent to do so. Jay Monahan is going to have to get over himself. I mean, there's no... Re- you think that players are going to skip out on playing in the U.S. Open, playing in the Masters, playing at the Players' Championship, if they're in the Saudi Arabian Tour? At most, how many tournaments are you playing on the Saudi Arabian Tour? Four? Five? The best domestic American players, especially? I mean, come on. I think Jay Monahan, what he's doing, is making this a more serious threat than it actually has to be. I would be hard-pressed to believe that there are going to be Any golfers that are going to completely buy into the Saudi Arabian League so much that we are going to see them skip majors. We're going to see them skip the Players' Championship, the PGA Championship, some of the most notable PGA Tour events. And honestly, Jay, if you want these players to play in more tournaments, raise the purse money. I mean, that's the most simple solution. You have a monopoly on the best players in the world right now. Now's probably the time to raise the purse money, okay? You want to compete with the money of Saudi Arabia? You want to compete with Greg Norman? You have the resources. Do it. Compete with it. Raise the purse, okay? But your biggest names, your best golfers are not going to skip out on this country and on the PGA Tour's biggest, most notable events because of the Saudi Arabian League. It's just not. Okay? like For example, the Honda Classic, is this the strongest field we've ever had here at PGA National? No, absolutely not. This is not the strongest field we've ever had here at PGA National. But you know what? We are going to get, most likely, over 200,000 fans here through the turnstiles this week. Want to know why? Because this is an established event. This is an event that brings out passionate fans. And these tournaments happen all over the country. And here's another thing. If you're worried about the biggest stars going to play for Saudi Arabia occasionally, going to play in that Saudi Arabian Tour occasionally, raise the profile of some of your lesser-known stars as well. You may have to start marketing some of your younger stars better. We've talked about at length, what does the PGA Tour do once Tiger completely steps away and it feels like we're at about that time? Well, put it to the test. You have the resources, you have the money. Start marketing these young stars, okay? Okay. And again, I think Jay Monaghan is a sensational commissioner. But this is wildly unfair to say, oh, nope, if you go and play in an occasional tournament that's funded by the Saudi Arabian financers and Greg Norman and Live Investments, that you can never come back to the PGA Tour, just think at its face how unfair that is. Think of any sort of comparison to any other sport. In the NBA... Say you're a professional basketball player. You go overseas to play in Spain or to go play in Croatia. Then you want to come back and play in the NBA. Adam Silver is not going to say, "Up, oh, nope, nope, sorry, can't come back. You can't play in the NBA any longer. In baseball, if you go play in the Dominican League, if you play in the Caribbean World Series, is Rob Manfred, despite all of his shortcomings, is Rob Manfred saying, "Up, oh, sorry, you can't come back and play baseball? That's inherently wrong. Inherently wrong. No other commissioner in sports in North America would ban a player from going to play in another league somewhere else in the world. It seems a little bit insecure. The PGA Tour stance seems a little bit insecure. Is it fair for Jay Monaghan to say, hey, if you go play in a, a, a tour outside of the PGA, you might not be let back in, you're done, you can't play on the PGA Tour any longer? Is it fair for the PGA Tour to ban players who go to play in the Saudi Arabian backed golf tour? 8887603776 8887603776 That's 8887603776. Is it fair that the PGA can ban players who dare go dabble in the Saudi Arabian-backed golf tour, eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six, eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 760 3776 760 3776 We are at PGA National, it is the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast, Honda Classic Live, round three, Honda Classic, your leader is Dwyer's own, Daniel Berger by three shots. When we return, we'll talk with Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, GlobalGolfpost.com. He is our golf insider and he hangs out with us next. It's Honda Classic Live. I'm Ken Lavica on ESPN 1063. Round three, Honda Classic. Daniel Berger, 10 under. He is the leader by three shots, and he'll get going at about 140 Eastern time. We are here at PGA National. Thursday, gorgeous day. Friday, gorgeous day. Today, gonna be a gorgeous day. Can't wait for it. And by the way, a reminder 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. today, myself, Josh Cohen. It's the reunion that nobody asked for. Myself and Josh Cohen broadcasting from the Bear Trap Goslings. We are hanging out with our friends from Goslings, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. So that'll be 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. here today on ESPN 1063. Is it fair for the PGA Tour to threaten a ban? on players who play occasionally even occasionally in the new Saudi financed golf league 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 and listen I'm tried and true loyal to the PGA Tour it is the best tour on the planet but if you have a player that has an opportunity to make money a little bit more money to go over to play the best that have come over there even just occasionally why would you just ban them completely? There is no, there is no other sport that you can use as a frame of reference for that. It is, it's almost insecure in my mind. I don't love it, and you can think what you want about the players who go to take Saudi Arabian money, and uh, whether that's a lack of morality, whether that makes them a lesser person. Uh, it's a, it, it is someone who is uh, bereft of character, but it doesn't change the fact that a complete revocation of PGA Tour credentials if you play in one, two tournaments there, again, it just seems it seems really, really insecure. 888-760-3776. Elric is in Palm Beach. What's up, Elric? Good morning, Ken. Hope you're well, bud. You too, brother. Um,
2: the, the money and the morality thing for the Saudi League, I think that's a different conversation for a different day. But as long as these guys play the minimum events that they have to play on the PGA Tour, to keep their PGA Tour card. I think the number might be 15 or 16. Yeah, I don't see an issue with that whatsoever. I mean, these guys have for ages played both the PGA Tour and the European Tour, and Mm -hmm. some of these guys have even kept two tour cards, one in Europe, one in the U.S., and as long as they play the minimum amount of events on both the tours to keep that card, I don't see an issue with it whatsoever. I mean, a lot of these guys over December go and play in Asia. Some of these guys go and play in South Africa. They play in Australia. And I think it's great. I think it grows the game all around the world. I mean, how cool is it when Tiger would go and play in Australia? Right, right. Or if and, Ernie would go play in Dubai? And, 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 as, long and as, you, as long as you keep your minimum, minimum events and you do what's right by your employer... I don't see why you can't go freelance somewhere
1: else. Yeah, and, and Ricky, what I will say, too, is, I mean, obviously, it's well-documented, the issues with Saudi Arabia, and Phil Mickelson is finding that out firsthand. Uh, he acknowledged it, and it was really tone-deaf, but I also would hope that these same players who are saying, nope, I am all-in on the PGA Tour, why would you even think about that? I hope they don't go play in Qatar. I hope that they don't that they're searching out the um, uh, some of the the human rights violations in a lot of the nations that they're playing in on a regular basis, and so that, that's I just feel like there's a ton of hypocritical behavior happening right now throughout golf. And Ricky, appreciate the call. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in our golf insider, Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post and GlobalGolfPost.com. Honda Classic day number three. Uh, Sean, thank you for jumping on here on this Saturday morning. Let's just start with this the more and more i think about it and i am all in on the pga tour i mean you and i love it we talk about it every single week but greg norman writing this letter to jay monahan on thursday basically laying out why are you taking away some freedoms from these players they come over they play a couple of tournaments. Uh, they can still come over and play on the PGA Tour. Why would you threaten to take away uh, their ability to ever come back to the PGA Tour? he's telling Jay Monahan in, in in not so many words. It seems extremely excessive. It seems extremely unfair. I think Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour are a little bit insecure when it comes to the rival threats here. What do you what do you think of the PGA Tour threatening? Hey, you're done if you are a part of this league in any semblance
3: it feels like ego matching right now i mean this is this is a little bit of a insecurity contest at the moment yeah. to me these guys are independent contractors ken they, they have the right to go play wherever they want to play uh, the pga tour knows that these guys at the end of the day the top players want to play against the top players colin morikawa wants to play against patrick Cantley. they want to play you know daniel berger that you know they they, they want to play against the top guys in the world. That's their number one priority. I think if the PGA Tour wants to keep these guys and they not have to worry about where they're going to go, uh, you have to raise the purses. You have to really yep. kind of shine a spotlight on some of your younger guys and make them more marketable. I mean, look at guys like Cameron Young and uh, Chase Seifert, who are in the field at, at the Honda this week. How much do we know about these guys? Not, not very much. we got to shine a lot better light on these guys. And that, that's the way that you're going to really make the PGA Tour a lot stronger if they want to go over and play in saudi arabia that, that means that there's something that the pga tour may be lacking uh-huh. at, at this point and i think you gotta get you the strength in your own product before you have to worry about where other guys are going to go
1: sean you mentioning the purses and marketing your young stars is exactly the point i made at the onset hey uh, pga tour if you want to retain these guys if you want to if you want to sweeten this for them Raise the purses. Don't ban. Don't ban players if they decide occasionally they're going to they're go play on this Saudi tour. I don't think anybody believes that the Saudi tour is ever going to ever overtake the PGA tour in terms of popularity. But you might have to raise the stakes a little bit. And honestly, that's just business. And there is no blueprint in any other sport to just kick someone out of it if they go play in another league. And so that's going to be ongoing. This is going to be knockdown, drag out. But let's talk about the Honda Classic and we get into the weekend here. And it's funny, Sean. I was I was saying literally 15 minutes ago oh it seems like the wind is the least it's been all week long and then I'm looking at the flags here uh I'm on 10T I'm looking over towards the back of the green on 18 and there are the flags whipping around again so the wind is back here coming from the east once again uh and it is going to be quite a weekend but I can't tell you the buzz with Daniel Berger up by three shots what a masterful six birdie performance yesterday the well-deserved leader here
3: yeah pretty incredible to only have one bogey through 36 holes uh Ken I mean to be third in strokes game tee to green and second in strokes game putting, uh, you're not going to lose many golf tournaments uh, if you're doing that. I don't care who you're playing against. That's a, a pretty masterful performance. You know, a couple of things I'm, I'm interested in, you know, being, of a, a, a course, a, a local guy from Dwyer High School, as you mentioned, uh, how is he going to handle this pressure? This is his first 36-hole lead in about six years yeah. on the PGA Tour, dating back to August 2016 at the Travelers' Championship. Uh, how will he handle that? Uh, it seems like his back is a lot better. Remember, we had he had to pull out yeah. of the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am yeah. because of a back issue. Uh, it, is that going to hold up over four days? Uh, so, uh, you know, right now it's interesting. If you go on to, uh, there's a great website, Data Golf, for nerds like me who, who like some <laughs> of the predictive models. Uh-huh. They have him at sixty percent to win this golf tournament. That is. You know, usually around this time of the golf tournament, maybe at like twenty, twenty-five for the for the for the leader of the golf tournament, he's at sixty percent to win this golf tournament. It really is his tournament to lose. If you look at some of the other guys who are around him uh, that that are not really that established, Uh, Daniel Berger is the twenty-first ranked player in the world. He needs to come out, establish himself, and win this golf tournament. But like you just you just mentioned with the Honda Classic and PGA National. It can get pretty tough out there. This is the third lowest score through 36 holes since the tournament moved to PGA National. The other two guys did not win. Aaron Wise last year at 12 under and Roy McElroy back a few years ago at 11 under. Both guys did, were not able to convert those 36 hole leads. So a, a lot of pressure on him here with a lot of, you know, local support. But Daniel Berger needs to come out and win this golf tournament.
1: You know, Sean, out here at PGA National, we have seen winners finish at even par, or one over, or one under, or two under, and you're right. With Daniel Berger at 10 under, it there hasn't been much precipitation. It has been windy, but what is the course giving up here? Why, are, why have guys been able to exploit it? I, I think it's one of those courses, very
3: interesting. It feels like a major right now because there are massive swings in either direction, right? I mean, we have Matthew Wolf coming out and shooting 17 over. Um, we have uh, we have you know guys like Nick Taylor shooting 77-65. Uh, what about Louis Ustase yesterday? Yep. Uh, he was seven over at one point in this golf tournament. Comes in and shoots 29 on his inward nine to to make the cut. Uh, to me, this golf course it, it's it's one it's a golf course where if you are just a little bit off, you are going to pay heavily. Because of all the different areas where you can make double bogeys so quickly, uh, we, we've seen five and six play really hard all, all week. Uh, of course, the bear trap always plays very difficult. Uh, th- these holes are really coming out and uh, and you know forcing players into uh, into some double and triple bogeys pretty easily. But on the other side of that, if you are able to get the ball in the fairway out here, there are a lot of scoring opportunities. And I think if you if you have a guy like Daniel Berger. Uh, you, you, You see how Chris Kirk is playing as well. Uh, these guys who are able to get the ball in the fairway and kind of attack some of these hole locations uh, they're able to score well. I know it's a pretty simple explanation but if you're able to avoid kind of the disaster turns, kind of think of it as like a NASCAR race or Formula 1, if you're able to avoid crashing out here. Uh, you are able to kind of capitalize on some of the opportunities but make no mistake uh, there will be a few moments uh, over this over this weekend where Daniel Berger is going to be challenged because that's just the way the PGA National is.
1: Sean Home Global Golf Post, Global Golfpost.com. Read all of his outstanding feature work at GlobalGolfPost.com. He's our golf insider here on Honda Classic Live. And in case you're wondering, oh, how can he speak so fluently on all the ebbs and flows of PGA National? Well, uh, the man shot a 74, okay? He shot a 74 here at PGA National. So uh, take his word for it. Now, uh, I-, I do want to ask you about Chris Kirk, because you and I Thursday on Ken LaVic Alive were talking about Kirk Kitayama and uh, how he has come out of nowhere. He, right now, Now is seven under three shots off the lead, but he's alongside Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk, what is his backstory for those who might not know?
3: Well, I'm going to give you a reason to really root for Chris Kirk this weekend. For everybody listening out there, this is a guy who was a great player back in 2014, uh, 2015, made the President's Cup team for the U.S. back in 2015, got to number 16 in the world, a very, very strong player, uh, he made almost $5 million in one year back in 2014, was one of the best players in the world, bar none, uh, but then really struggled with some alcoholism and depression issues. Uh, you know, t- has talked very openly about being in hotel rooms for several years and, uh, you know, drinking and, you know, uh, you know, crying at night, just really struggling with, with life, okay, like he had, he had a really difficult time. Uh, for a lot for you know several years, and and had to take a seven month leave of absence back in 2019 because of these issues that he was struggling with. Uh, ended up really getting a lot of help for his alcoholism. Now instead of staying in hotel rooms, he's staying with uh, you know in houses with other people and, and other friends uh, during tournament week, as as he is this week. Uh, really just a, a phenomenal dude, just a great guy. You talk to him; one of the nicest guys out there. Had a really hard time for a while. Finally kind of showing some signs of life, playing some really good golf. Go out and root for Chris Curry. He's a really good human being. Uh, Go out and root for him. Uh, If Daniel Berger doesn't win this golf tournament, definitely a great story. Would be one of the great feel-good stories of the year if if he were to win.
1: That is incredible, and that is a great summation of his story. Absolutely someone to root for uh, out here at PGA National and someone that you know really well, Curtis Thompson, uh, here at the Honda Classic into the weekend.
3: Yeah, how about another great story? Curtis Thompson uh, makes the cut on the number at PGA National. Of course, the, the brother of Lexi Thompson and a local who uh, I actually played junior golf against, Ken. Oh, wow. uh, you would almost always beat me uh, by, by many <laughs> shots. Uh, you just one of those kids that, you know, you have that guy from your hometown who uh, who just is good at everything and is incredibly talented and athletic at everything. That, that's Curtis Thompson, just a, a phenomenal player. This is another great story, though, Ken. He, he was in the Corn Fairy Tour for four years, could never really gain much traction, kind of from 2014 to around 2018, was really kind of struggling on the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, actually lost his card uh, there. So it would be kind of mm-hmm. like a, a AAA baseball player getting sent down to, to AA, you're, go, yeah. you're heading in the wrong direction from your dreams. And and you know Curtis Thompson put out an Instagram post at that time saying that he was done with professional golf. He he you you'd seen his golf swing for the last time. Uh, he was packing it in. Uh, he was going to go and, and kind of uh, start a, start a professional life in something other than golf. Uh, he he was done. Well anyway, he, you know he comes back after that. He he gets corn fairy status uh, the hard way. Goes through the qualifying school to get corn fairy tour status. And then goes through that, that prolonged uh, COVID year where they had to basically have two seasons meshed into one. He wins on the Corn Ferry Tour, gets his PGA Tour card for the first time, finally out on the big league stage. Uh, this is one of the few cuts that he's made. He did have a T7 back in Bermuda back in the fall, but he really needs uh, to have some, some strong finishes here to maintain. His PGA Tour card by the end of the season. Uh, really, a great story. I actually played PGA National with him a couple of years ago during uh-huh. this point where he uh, was not uh, was not did not have any status anywhere. Didn't have a cor- corn fairy status or or any kind of status. He came out and shot sixty five, and he wasn't even trying. 10. he, he just wow. is an incredibly talented talented guy. He hit one of the best shots I've ever seen in my life on eighteen from about two hundred and seventy yards, hit a bullet to ten feet and drained the eagle. Uh, he's an incredibly talented player. I actually wrote a story about him at the time. You could find it on globalgolfpost.com if you search for Curtis Thompson's name. But go ahead and follow him. He's on the course right now. Uh, really, really great, great guy. Uh, went to LSU and, and has a, a great, a great story just kind of battling through the ranks of professional golf. So go ahead and give him a follow
1: two more here for Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, GlobalGolfPost.com. He's our golf insider here on Honda Classic Live. Again, Daniel Berger, the leader. I can't tell you how many Dwyer shirts, Dwyer hats I've seen rolling around here early, and we're not even at 10 a.m. Eastern time, so the Dwyer contingent is coming out for the man who's at the top of the leaderboard, 10 under par. The alum of Dwyer High School, Daniel Berger. Six birdies yesterday, only one bogey through the first two rounds. Andrew Cozen, another local who has been a story of the weekend. Cozen from nearby Kings Academy in palm beach county his story's great he gets to the monday qualifier jack nicholas calls him and says uh, hey you're not playing in the qualifier cozen's like wait why not uh because you're getting an exemption into the tournament and he gets into the weekend on the number that's another great local story the, i mean this is what this is why the honda classic is
3: great ken you, you have so many different local stories like that i, w- I want to say something else for, for any florida state uh, seminole fans out there and i know there are going to be some on the ground today ken You've got, You've got to be excited. you got to be excited. You have Daniel Berger out, out, out in front, of course. But, you know, I, I want to call attention to a, a, another great story. Chase Seifert. Learn how to pronounce the name, guys. Not Seifert. Seifert. <laughs> Seifert. Chase Seifert. Cur- currently tied for six. Had a great finish here last year. He was in a 16-for-1 uh, Monday qualifier. Uh, playoff, I should say, in the Monday qualifier just this, or just earlier this week. And he also, like Andrew, got the call uh, after not getting through that playoff saying, hey, buddy, you were the first alternate. You're now in the field. A different scenario uh, from Kazen, but uh, gets into the field. He's the last man in, comes out, shoots 69-66. He's playing in the, the third-to-last group today uh, at 120. Another phenomenal story to, uh, to, to root for this guy. He was a, a teammate uh, at FSU with Daniel Berger and Brooks Kepka. Uh, and another really good story, a, a young and up-and-coming player who, uh, as I mentioned at the top, the PGA Tour needs to do a better job highlighting these guys because uh, he has a great personality and definitely deserves some of the praise.
1: Yeah, the Knolls are running wild at PGA National this weekend, the Honda Classic. Let me ask you this now. We'll wrap up with this. The local, he is going to be the crowd favorite here. Daniel Berger with the lead by three going into Saturday. Can Daniel hang on to this?
3: Yeah, I think you will. I think ultimately he does. Uh, like I said, I, I think he, he does have some moments where he's going to struggle throughout these 36 holes. He's going to be tested at some point. Uh, I think if anyone comes up and challenges him, Ken, I'm actually going to give you another name, Adam Spenson. I think okay. he's maybe the best player who's around him. Uh, he hit all 18 greens in regulation yesterday at PGA National, which is almost impossible. Uh, this guy is a ball-striking machine. Uh, and Canadian like myself, so uh, I, I tend to <laughs> root for my fellow Canadians. But, yes, I, I do think he, he gets challenged a little bit by Spenton and a couple of different guys maybe around him, but ultimately Daniel Berger hangs on, wins this golf tournament. He's the best player uh, in in the field you know, amongst the guys who are at the top right now. He deserves it. I think he comes out and wins.
1: Really, really excellent breakdown of the first two days of the Honda Classic and the best names and the great stories. Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post. He's our golf insider for a reason. Uh, read all of his work, GlobalGolfPost.com. Sean, amazing job as always. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you tomorrow, and uh, we will uh, talk to you next week here as we uh, get through this weekend. Fascinating things shaping up here at PGA National. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll chat. Okay. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, Sean Fairholm, our golf insider here on Honda Classic Live. When we return, more to come, including the business aspect of things, big galleries, big crowds. It's been wide open, back to normal here at the Honda Classic, and Ken Kennerling Company reaping the benefits from a business standpoint. You got to talk with the sports professor, Rick Caro, and we do that when we come back. It's the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. 140 eastern time that is when the leader of the honda classic daniel berger tees off he is 10 under a three shot lead dwyer hats dwyer shirts all over this place for the hometown kid who has the lead through 36 holes and how impressive has it been one bogey in the opening 36 six birdies yesterday This PGA National course, but always look out for the weekend because there's been no rain. It's about to get fast. It's always windy. And so it is still very much game on here at PGA National. Ken LaVica back with you. Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 1063. And A Golfers tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops March 3rd through the 6th. And schedule your custom fitting on the new arrivals from Callaway featuring the new Rogue ST drivers with tungsten speed cartridge, jailbreak speed frame, and AI flash base engineered for max speed and forgiveness drivers to fit every golfer's needs think speed go rogue go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and schedule your free custom fitting today edwin watts golf shops home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee that's worldwide golf shops.com let's talk about the crowds this weekend at pga national the vip areas the hospitality and the big 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 fan presence as we have thrown everything open here at pga national to pre-pandemic levels and joining us is rick Haro, the sports Professor, author of the book, The Sports Business Handbook, at wherever books are sold and mascotbooks.com. And Rick, I saw you out here Thursday uh, hanging out at the Ambassadors Club. Uh, how, uh, how how was it up there? And uh, how about the fact that we have some big, big crowds coming through this weekend?
0: They wouldn't let me have fourths for burgers. I had three burgers and then they cut <laughs> me off. So I'm, I'm uh, tired. <laughs> I can't. The I disrespect. Can't stand it, man. Yeah. No, well, you know, listen. You said they open it up. Thank you for the weather forecast. I can tell you, twenty-seven miles north, up here in Jupiter. Right after I play my tennis match, I'll be down there. But by the way, it is just as warm, just as windy. The course, my putting green, is just as fast. So, but the difference between me and 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 uh, and Jay Berger and Daniel Berger. Remember, Jay was a world-class tennis player who used to play uh, uh, down from down here. Is uh, I'm not going to go to the champ course the way it's laid out and shoot a 65, 65. No, no, <laughs> I won't. and you know that because you've seen my my game. What an incredible! So bring it home and 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 you know my my sense is that all of the other local guys who chose not to play. I know this is Kennerly won't like this, but you know screw them. I'm sorry, shouldn't say <laughs> that. But but they you know they they uh, they're what 400 yards from the course. Yeah, they know this place. And there are reasons. It's purse. It's spacing out before the players. It's getting their own private timetables. Nobody says they can't do that. It just would be wonderful, frankly, if Daniel Berger uh, brings the hometown flag home, don't you think?
1: (laughs) I absolutely do. I was just going to say how significant it would be for Palm Beach County and for Daniel Berger in an area where all of the best golfers live, for Daniel Berger to uh, be able to plant that flag and say, yeah, I'm uh, one of these guys and I won the hometown tournament. And it would be great for the Honda Classic to, for a year, be able to tout a Palm Beach County champion.
0: Well, you know, a little secret. When I was working with Jack Nicklaus and, and we would start the Golden Bear Sports Management Entity, you know, way back years ago, the one of the rare treats was to get to play tennis at his uh, at his house on Sundays, and uh, you know the horticulturists would be tested by turning the the uh, downtrodden or stepped on tennis uh, facility uh-huh. back into golf shape, which is difficult. But you know everybody would be playing, and I remember uh, knowing and spending time with Jay Berger, uh, who was you know a- active in the tennis world, top ten I believe at one point. Daniel was a kid; he was there, <laughs> and it was just an amazing. Uh, who, who would have known that uh, uh, he'll be? I, I assume if he wins, he's top ten, top five. Uh, you yeah. know, there, there's a guy who is destined for 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 Ryder Cup forever, and he's a nice guy too. Which sometimes is not an interesting or not an appropriate uh, combination. Uh, parentheses uh, see uh, uh-huh. you know, Deschamps and, uh-huh. and others, but this yep. is a great combination.
1: It absolutely is, and I remember going hole for hole with him, uh, covering him when he was in the playoff with Padraig Harrington a number of years ago. Close, close, close for him on a tournament that got pushed into Monday because of inclement weather, and uh, he had such a big backing even on that Monday. And I'm telling you, Rick, there are Dwyer shirts all over the place today. They are coming out in full force for for Daniel Berger. I do want to get your thoughts. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I
0: was just going to say, and you know, this is just, just totally substance, or I wouldn't have interrupted you, but, but I, I, I see a little bit of, uh, of, of you. Isn't he kind of the same height as you are, a little bit? Isn't he He's a little of, taller. Just, uh... Don't
1: disrespect him like that. <laughs> this is his. his this is his big weekend. Come on, Popeye two. Yeah. Popeye two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, Rick Caro again, the sports professor. Follow him on Twitter at Rick and he's the author of the outstanding book, The Sports Business Handbook, wherever books are sold. Uh, I, I want to ask you about Phil Mickelson because, boy, has it been a troublesome week for him. And we talked about it uh, him briefly at the onset of the show. I certainly focused in uh, on him Thursday what happens now where does he go from here because it seems like all of the equity he built up all the love he built up rejuvenating his career uh after winning the pga championship with one conversation with alan shipnuck that's documented it's it's been washed away how long does he stay in in hiding and reflect as he put it
0: yeah well the reflection will be a function of of how quickly he wants to get back out and start repairing his image. And the only way to do it is to get back out in the world, not necessarily win the tournaments, but, you know, listen, he's intelligent. He, he's got a, got a great family. You know, his daughter is, is now a, a big time golfer uh, in his own right, in her own right. Uh, Arizona state, uh, big benefactor. He's still a hero in Phoenix. So there are a lot of, a lot of goodwill, not necessarily on the, on the tour, the, the, you know, the vitriol from some of the players who snapped at him, and called him selfish and immature, uh, and deserved. But, uh, you know, people say stupid things occasionally. You know, mm-hmm. I say them sometimes, you say them more than sometimes. And it just it <laughs> takes a little while just to turn it around. Um, and he's got to get back active to remind people that he has the interest of golf in, in mind. He's charitable. Uh, you know, KPMG dropping him quickly didn't help. Um, and the fact that he's, uh, you know, turned 50, does he, does he stay a ceremonial golfer? Does he still play on tour? He's a draw, yeah. you know, let's face it. He's sure. even more of a draw than he was before. And, uh, uh, frankly, you know, putting on those, those glasses when he plays, is has been an accommodation where maybe he shuts out the outside world. Maybe he, maybe he should have done that a little more before that interview.
1: Uh, I want to finish with this. Uh, I, and We started today's show discussing this. Is it fair for the PGA Tour, if one of its players wanted to occasionally go to the Saudi-backed league with Greg Norman, uh, is it fair for them to say, hey, never again can you come back and play for us? From a business standpoint, well, does that seem fair? Well,
0: from a legal standpoint, it's probably not quote-unquote fair because uh-huh. there are a number of exemptions and a number of, 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 of non-tour events that you're allowed to do and while there's no union uh it can be collectively bargained based on uh jay monahan wanting to get consensus so over time you know i'm certainly thinking that players ought to be free to do what they want to do to generate some significant dollars as long as they primarily commit to the PJ tour and that's kind of what all of these re- regulations will be about uh, you know, fairness to who? Uh, fairness to athletes, they ought to be able yeah. to make whatever money they want to. Fair- fairness to the tour, the tour creates a safe structure, and if they're going to play in it, they ought to uh, accommodate. So it's, it's not easy, there's a lot more to be done on this one, but you know, the Saudi tour has been dealt a pretty significant blow by people who are saying, you know, look, you push the envelope and we are, we are loyal to the PGA Tour, and I think that's really important.
1: That's a pretty good uh, nuanced take on that by Rick Harrell. That's why he's the best in the business. That is why he is the sports professor. And uh, when, are
0: you, when are you getting out of here, Rick? Uh, about uh, one twenty-seven, and so just about that time, depending on whether I can talk my way past the parking guys. If the parking guys are listening, I'm not stopping for you this time, okay? I'm sorry. So... Uh, and I will find you, and you're going to deliver me a hamburger
1: or something. Perfect. Appropriate. I'll uh, get you the I long-awaited you. fourth Honda Classic hamburger of the weekend for you, okay? That That's perfect. I'll look low, and I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Aro the sports professor. Thank you, buddy. I'll see you later today, okay?
0: Uh, I'm
1: in, All right, uh, brother Rick, uh, the sports professor, author of the book The Sports Business Handbook, wherever books are sold. Hey, want to thank everybody with our ESPN 106.3 crew helping to uh, set me up, Maddie Cyrus, and all the fine folks here that are making this go smooth, smooth, smooth this weekend. A reminder: the 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 reunion nobody asked for. Myself and Josh Cohen, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. from the Gosling's Bear Trap today. It promises to be well. Something. You're not going to want to miss it here on ESPN 106.3. For Stone Labanowitz, back in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, I'm Ken Levicka. We'll see you out here at PGA National, round three of the Honda Classic. Daniel Berger, the Dwyer alum, is your leader. This has been Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3.